Welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is the impossible problem. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out that laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website. Or you get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so big news first and foremost. For those of you who have been waiting in angst for the number three, it is officially available for pre-sale. The uh, pre-sale went live sometime yesterday, and uh, it'll be available for the next week. And then we're starting to ship next week, Monday, August 12th. So it's a pretty quick uh, turnaround time for our pre-sale, and we're pretty excited about that. But hurry up. There's only so many available. Uh, we only did a limited run in this beginning time here, so we're going to run out eventually, and we're either going to go out of stock for probably a little while, and then they'll be back. But uh, get yours uh, get yours right away. They're really the best designs. It's actually quickly become one of my favorite of all of our products, which, to be honest, I'm quite surprised. I never thought anything would be able to beat out the number two, but it's really quickly becoming my favorite. So that's very exciting. Also, if this is the first time you're hearing about this, we need to talk because we have posted on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we sent out an email this morning. So if this is the first time you're hearing about this, we got to get you on one of our mailing lists just in case that uh, you miss something other. We, we don't want to have that be the case. So be sure to subscribe to our mailing list on our website if you haven't. So today's topic is, uh, is the impossible problem. And this actually was something I wanted to do a podcast on last week when, I first, when it first dawned on me what was happening. But then uh, I thought to myself, you know what, let's wait, let's hold off, let's do this as a podcast on the normal schedule. And I'm kind of glad I did because I've had some more time to think about it, let the initial impact of what I heard percolate a little more in my brain. And I think it's actually created a much more, um, a more interesting and, and uh, well thought out process. So I was listening to Dr. Jordan Peterson's podcast. Uh, which is available on all the platforms that you can imagine. It's also available on YouTube. And the most recent episode was um, was a, a discussion on uh, what are the twelve rules for life things. He's been he wrote a great book about it. But um, about thirty minutes into the last uh, the most recent episode that was uh, in July, uh, he did a, a a topic where he was discussing the idea of choice. And it got me really thinking because one of the things he pointed out that is that the reason why some of the artificial intelligence has struggled. He didn't point this out. I'm pointing this out. And he kind of, this is a piggybacking on what he pointed out. But um, part of the reason why artificial intelligence struggles to mimic human behavior is we don't often know why we choose things. There are sometimes, like, for example, lunch, which is the example he uses, lunch. You have a million reasons why you could go to this restaurant or this restaurant. And if you had to brute force computate your way through each of those things, like, okay, do I want this? Do I want this? And if you had to think through all of them, you'd die of starvation before you made a decision, right? There's just too many different variables, and that's only with two restaurants. And there's infinite number of restaurants you could go to, basically, and there's things you could eat at home. And then So there's, there's just too many different variables in the decision to eat something for lunch or to have something specific for lunch. And... Uh, the classic example is, is, well, why did you eat that? Well, it was what I was in the mood for. Well, what does that mean, right? Like, how, does, how do you compute that? How do you figure out what that, that manifests itself? How do you program a computer to have a mood, right? So I think that's the, the idea of, well, that's what I was in the mood for is actually just, it's a, it's a reflection of a much deeper, a deeper motivation that we may not be able to comprehend. And actually, if you ask people, why did you do this thing, right? Why did you make the choice you did? 
we can come up with reasons, right? We can, we can do that. But I actually think those reasons are backfill. I think when we make a decision, when someone asks us why we don't, we don't play out our rational thinking and explain it to them. We backfill with rational thinking and explain our own actions. And I think that's a more realistic way of thinking about how people act as well. And you can see a little bit of this when you look at scientific papers, because a lot of scientific papers, you know, and, and there's, this is a little bit anecdotal, but bear with me. Um, there's a situation where people will make an intuitive leap and then they'll come up with rational hypotheses that, that back that intuitive leap. And I, I think when I was thinking about this, I'm like, this makes perfect sense that we don't really know why we choose. We're not deterministic. I don't believe that we're deterministic. We're not clocks that just play out a, a reaction of, of just, you know, this happens and then this happens. It's not a causality situation where we're just, we're determined that it's fate that's guiding us. There's no way we can avoid it. It's just, this is our thing. I, first off, we don't interact with each other that way. We don't interact with our family that way. We don't interact with anything that way. We treat each other as if we're responsible for our actions and that we made a free will choice to do something. And that's why when something bad happens, we we feel a sense of disappointment or blame or things because we think that there's a, we, we have an impact on that. And I think that that's good. I think we do have an impact on it. I think we do have free will and I think we do make choices. I just don't think that the way we make choices is as predictable and as specific as perhaps we might want to believe in our own behavior even. And when I thought about that for the first time last week, I, it kind of like, I had to sit for like a good hour and like think on it. And I wrote about it a little bit because the reason why I think it was so important for my, my contemplation is that as many of you know, I have been struggling over the last three months to figure out what is working in our marketing. You know, I have, I have continuously been redesigning the website. We've changed the way we do a little bit of photography. We have changed the way that we represent ourselves on the website. We changed the way that we represent ourselves a little bit on Instagram. We've, we've done a bazillion different things to try to change the way that, uh, the, the, to change, to move variables, to twist the knobs of the machine and see what happens. For the life of me, I cannot figure out what it all means. And I think this is actually the result of, um, What's the right way to say it? I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to incorrectly state this. So give me a second. It's. It's not incorrectly taught in business school. I don't think that's the right way to think about it. But it is taught in business school in many ways that marketing has a statistical cause and effect. Right. If you run this ad, two percent of the people are going to click on it, and two percent of them are going to buy, or something like that. Right. There's there, the way we think about it is deterministic and statistically deterministic. Right. That if you do this the percentage of people that will click are this and the percentage of people that will buy are this. And if you do this this many times, this will happen, right? And I think that's not, what's it's not incorrect, but it is incorrect. It's, it's incorrect in a baseline assumption because that's not how people act. People are not machines that just respond to stimuli per se. There's more to it. We think, we have contemplation, we weigh pros and cons, we do evaluations of the environment, we you know, look at our own desires and our own spending habits and we make decisions based off that. So I don't think it's as straightforward as you know, X, Y, and Z happen in that order. But then again, there is a statistical reality of when you do certain things, there are there is a percentage of people that will, will react in a specific way. So I, I think that it's kind of like Winston Churchill's definition of democracy. It's the worst form of government except for all the others. I think statistical modeling in marketing is the worst way to track and predict sales. 
but it's the only one we've got. I mean, it's not like you, you can't just go by your gut. On the other hand, I've often gone by my gut with a lot of things, and it's been surprising how often perhaps that works, right? There, there are definitely times where I'll put something out there and I'll think to myself, that's a really beautiful image, and maybe it's a good ad. And I've had to, I've had to mitigate my own feelings on some of these things because, for example, as I've mentioned before, any of the ads that I spend a lot of time taking beautiful photos of, I work really hard on, they don't seem to do very well as advertisements but perhaps I'm looking at it wrong because they don't do very well as advertisements from a cost per click standpoint. But maybe they're doing better on a conversion side of things and I don't have the answer to that. And the reason I don't have the answer to that is because we don't set up our marketing to do direct tracking all the way through the process because of the way we've decided to do our Instagram advertisements. They almost all go to our profile and then they go to the website. But what I don't know is if I've got an ad that takes that's 15 cents and I got another ad that's 20 cents arguably the ad that's 20 cents is worse but maybe not you know maybe it's just that the people that click on it are more likely to click all the way through and purchase because that ad was more impactful on them but this goes back to the original problem why do people buy why do people make the choice what are the factors and you can say to yourself okay well let's play out an example well I got paid today that's why I purchased because I had excess money right I got paid well, does that mean that you wouldn't have bought if you got if you hadn't gotten paid today? Well, maybe I would have bought, but maybe I would have waited until I got paid. Okay, so it wasn't really the payday that made you purchase. It was something else. Okay, well, it wasn't because of an ad you saw. How did you find out about us in the first place? Well, it was an ad I saw that I liked, so I followed you guys, and then I went on your website and I looked at your options, but I couldn't buy anything because I had to wait till payday. Okay, well, how did you see that ad? Was it the first ad you saw? Do you even know if it was the first ad you saw or was it just the first ad that caught your attention of ours and you'd seen three other ads that got you thinking about leather? Or was it something that you saw from a different company that was leather and because you clicked on it, the Instagram algorithm thought you might be interested in leather and so they showed you more of our stuff. So there's, that's the thing. There's just so many pieces to the causality chain that it's impossible to truly and realistically predict what causes people to buy. And so I think I might have to let it go. I mean, that's not the right attitude, and of course I will continue to bother, worry about this stuff, but I have spent hours and hours and hours agonizing over what am I doing to make people buy or not, right? What am I doing to make sales or to convince you know, us to move forward, or how am I doing that well or not? And maybe I need to let a little bit of that anxiety go, and I need to realize that I can only do my best to create good content, to create a relationship with the people that we're interacting with in our community to develop uh, good products that are made out of the best materials. And if I can do all of those things well, I need to probably let the little details of the different ads go. I need to let at least some of it go. And I need to relax a little bit about what am I doing to make things progress? What am I doing to cause people to purchase? Because I don't know if it's anything I'm doing, right? I think the circumstances of your life are really what makes you purchase or not. And I can't control those. I can only create a good product and do my best to have it be readily available for you and have it be something that's in front of you when, you, when it's the time is right, if I can, um, and make that happen. And you know, people always say, you know, a lot of success is luck and it's just being in the right place at the right time. And one of the best things 
I, I think I heard, I don't know where I heard it from, but one of the best things was being at the right place at the right time is the result of being at the right place at the wrong time a lot. And I thought about that and I'm like, that is a really good line. And I don't know who said it. Um, I have no idea where I heard it, but it's something that stuck with me because maybe that's the key, right? Maybe it's not about figuring out what the, the trick is to make you guys buy, right? Maybe that's not the right way to think about it. Maybe the right way to think about it is I'm going to just continue to create good content, put it in front of you. And if you choose to make it the purchase, that's something that's really entirely up to you and not up to me at all. And there's something freeing about that, right? It's kind of frustrating because it's, you know, you'd always like to imagine that you're just this magician that can make things happen. But, you know, there's something freeing about that because then it's not my responsibility anymore. And I can, I can live with that. So if you have any feedback for me on that, um, about why you purchased or your purchase journey or what made you choose in, in your linear rationality, let me know. Because like I said, I don't know, but who knows? Maybe I'm all wrong. Maybe there is a, a secret formula that I've yet to figure out. Um, in light of that, by the way, as well, we just launched a Facebook group about the podcast. So there's a Facebook group specifically for the podcast. Um, it's definitely a Murdy Creative Co. podcast on Facebook. And you can go and it's a group so you can just join and you can comment and you can give me feedback and you can suggest topics and you can just, it's, des- it's designed to be a place for people to kind of come together and uh, discuss more about uh, the podcast topics. So feel free to check that out. Join that community if you'd like. Uh, we'll be working on connecting with links and things like that on a variety of media so you'll be able to find it if you can't. Otherwise, message us and we'll be able to find it for you. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in on Thursday for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be sure to get the latest podcast right away. If you'd like to have any questions about your concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website, birdiecreative.co, or you can uh, message us on Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but I do appreciate your patience. If you think I deserve it, a good review on uh, can go a long way, both on the podcast and on our product. So if you'd like to leave a review on the podcast app, whatever you're listening on, please feel free to do that. Or if you want to go leave a review on the product, go to Facebook or go to the Murdy Creative Co. page. It's down on the side. There should be a reviews tab. And then there's a question. Do you recommend the MurdyCreative.co or the Murdy Creative Company? And you can click on the yes button and that'll then you'll be able to write your review of the product itself. And that does help. Um, but word of mouth is still the best uh, form of advertising. So please tell your friends. Uh, that being said, if you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to discuss with our growing community. I want to give you guys what you're looking for. If you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts available. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.